0: Good evening, and welcome to The Obelisk. Tonight's guest, we welcome back Micah Dank. Micah was born in 1983 in Oceanside, New York. From a young age, he had wanted to be a writer, coming from a family of writers. His father was a producer and a radio news editor at CBS News in Manhattan, and his grandfather was a producer at CBS News. Micah was an actor in high school and became interested in writing from his 12th grade English teacher, Russell Reed. From there, he majored in English at SUNY Albany and transferred down to CUNY Hunter College in Manhattan to earn his bachelor's degree in language, literature, and criticism. It wasn't until he moved to Boston for a new job that he became interested in all the esoteric sciences, including the astrology and astrotheology prevalent through his book series. Micah, welcome back to the show. that was a half hour fucking wasted
1: did you fix it i think so hallelujah
0: can you hear Uh, me no one
2: hear me i if you can hear me
1: hallelujah oh yeah it's working yay okay so we we made it (laughs) through the wilderness somehow we made it through
0: half hour later (laughs) i am so sorry everyone (laughs) I have no we didn't idea know we, how
1: lost we were.
0: I have no idea what was going on there. This is Mercury me
1: Mercury retrograde. What are you expecting, Jerry? You're such a disbeliever. and didn't It always ex- happens to you.
0: I didn't expect that.
1: You have exactly. to give me, a screen,
0: Jerry. yeah, you got it. <laughs>
1: So, everyone, to catch everyone up, we've been talking about big dicks. We've been talking about cyber dicks. We talked about how great Micah's beard looks. Yes. We, what else did we talk about?
0: Um, How fucked up this was. We
1: we talked about Mercury Gatorade.
2: Mercury Gatorade. We talked about uh, Jordan Maxwell. Yes. Jordan Maxwell.
1: We talked about him. Grandpa.
2: All right. Everybody remember if you're going to get a, if you're going to merge with the machine and you're going to get a big robot dick, it's going (laughs) to rust. So you have to make sure you put some WD 40 on that shit.
1: I don't know where you're, what world you're coming from, but when in the world I'm going to, the robotics will be as real as our skin. So you know what I'm saying? It'll be self, self lubricating. It'll probably be made
2: out of silicone, if anything.
1: Something or probably who knows. Bioorganics on top of robotics, a la Westworld. Interesting. hmm More human than human.
2: hmm Okay, so. <laughs> moving where on. Did we, what, what, where did we, what did we say last time?
0: Oh, okay, so. Yeah, we said that um, people I'm can, gonna... yeah, they can reference he- our old stuff. Can reference our old video. you're welcome to go through a quick refresher, which I think you wanted to do. Which anyway. I'm
2: going to do. I'm going to go over the 12 signs and what you have to look for okay. in the Zodiac. So the first sign is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher, as you can clearly see right here. Okay. Now, the man with the water pitcher is a story that goes back to Zeus. But basically, all you need to know is that Zeus immortalized the boy with the water pitcher pouring the ambrosia, which was the nectar of the gods over the side of heaven. And if you hear the words fountain or stream or Baptist or running water or man or son of man or the sign of the man or just man in general, um, that's talking about Aquarius. Okay, then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover or the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way up to its height in the summer solstice. The Jewish people celebrate the Passover as God passing over Egypt and passing on judgment to the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Okay. The Jewish people would smear the lamb's blood on the door, which goes back to the ram because they're the people of Aries in order to protect them. In astrotheology the passing over of the sun over the equator is on March 21st and on its way back to its height in the summer solstice. Now, in Christianity, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son. You have Easter and Passover, both always in Aries. Okay, so it's why, they, uh, it's why the Jewish people who are the people of Aries um, blow the ram's horn to the sky is because they're the people of Aries and they're signifying that. Now, Taurus is the bull, and when you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seed so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. Then Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. Then Cancer is the crab, and it's the sideways moving creature. The the, the crab moves like this. Okay. And move side to side. We don't move side to side. We're bipedal and we move forward and we move maybe on an angle. Uh, We move backwards, but we don't typically walk sideways. That's just weird. Um, And the reason that it's the crab is in cancer is because in June 21st, that's when the sun is at its height. Okay. It's the summer solstice. And then for three consecutive days after that, it stays at that height. So the sun technically walks sideways. Then on June 25th, it lowers a degree. Then it continues to lower degree every single day until it reaches December 21st, which is the winter solstice, which is the day that the sun dies. It's the lowest day of the year. The sun doesn't come out. Uh, It's the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. And then just like um, it walked sideways in June, December 21st, it walked sideways for three days. So they used to say God's son was dead. And then this is why God's son was dead for three days is because the sun was dead and then it comes back to life December 25th, which is why all the ancient gods are celebrated on December 25th. Then Leo is the king, he's the lion, he's the king, he's the ruler of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when they're talking about the kingdom of heaven being on earth, they're talking about the sun and its rightful home of Leo. Leo is the lion. So anytime you hear lion, Leo, uh, cub, lioness, they're talking about Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk, as you can see in this picture. Remember before I said you plant in Taurus? Well what happens is you plant in Taurus and then when you see Virgo in the sky, you know that it's time for the virgins, or this is how it used to be 2,000 years ago, 4 thousand years ago, the virgins would go out and cultivate the wheat in Virgo because the wheat would have been fully grown, and then they end up making the bread for the year. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales, it's the balance, it's the just one. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year around the fall equinox, okay? So anytime you hear law, judgment, tax, divorce, marriage, uh, things of that nature, things that have to do with law or judgment, okay, that's Libra. Libra is also wine season, okay? So what you need to know also is that anytime you hear grapes, or wine, or, or juice, um, things of that nature, you're talking about grapes, and you're talking about Libra, okay? Um, it's also olive season. So when you talk about olives, or oil, you're talking about Libra too. So there's a lot in Libra. Um, in, in, in Virgo, it's the woman holding the wheat stalk. So anytime you hear wheat or barley, or grain, or things of that nature, they're talking about Virgo, because that's when you get the grains and the wheat. So the Virgo is the bread, and Libra is the wine. Then the Scorpio is the scorpion, and he is known as the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death, and it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. He didn't point him out in a crowd. He didn't throw a rock at him. He didn't stone him. He didn't do any of that kind of stuff. He didn't hug him. He kissed him. And he did that because he represents Scorpio and Jesus represents the sun. So the sun is judged in Libra and it's portrayed in Scorpio. Finally, in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. In the Bible is translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. And I've already explained to you that Sagittarius has December 21st. So anytime you hear death or horseman or horse rider, like the four horsemen, for example, there's four horsemen because there's four Gospels where Sagittarius kills the sun. Okay. Jesus dies in four Gospels. Okay. That's why there's four horsemen. The horseman or the bow and the arrow or the spear or things of that nature, that's talking about Sagittarius. And finally, Capricorn is the goat because the zodiac wheel, if you look at it at the bottom, you have Capricorn and the sun climbs a degree a day every single day starting on December 25th on its way back to its heightened summer solstice. So it starts to climb up the metaphorical mountain, just like Capricorn. It starts in Capricorn because the goat likes to climb the mountain. Does, it, does all that make sense? Because that's, that's what I've got for this. And then I'm gonna go into Enoch. Yep.
1: Yes. Yep.
2: Are there any questions in the chat? Does anybody have anything that they wanna bring up? Not yet. Okay.
0: They they get it. Okay, well, good. Suzanne gets it.
1: Well, we have we have a very astute uh, listener set.
2: Well, I can appreciate that. Okay. So this yeah. is the book of Enoch.
0: Okay. Okay, wait, let me put the zoom
2: back. I
1: love on. the book of Enoch.
0: All right.
2: You guys see this? Yep. Okay. Chapter 2. Oh, sorry. Chapter 2.1. Observe ye everything that takes place in the heaven. Come on, what's going on here? Observe ye everything that takes place in the heaven, how they do not change their orbits, and the luminaries which are in heaven, how they all rise and set in order in each season, and transgress not against their appointed order. This is talking about... The zodiac and how the stars and the planets are fixed how they do not change their orbits how they rise and set in order seasons and transgress not against their appointed order it's never going to go from aquarius to aries to pisces it's always going to be in order then chapter 8.2 samjaza taught enchantments armoros the resolving of enchantments barachio taught astrology Kokobel, the constellations, Ezekiel, the knowledge of the clouds, and Sariel, the course of the moon. Chapter 14, 11. Its ceiling was like the path of the stars and the lightnings, and between them was a fiery cherubim, and the heaven was clear as water. I mentioned the water before. Okay, there's two signs that it could be. It could be Aquarius with the water pitcher and the water, or it could be Pisces. So we're going to find out which one. And I entered that house and it was hot as fire and cold as ice. The sun has entered either Aquarius or Pisces as those are the winter months. The sun is both hot and in the middle of winter, so both cold as ice. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Okay. I have to move this because I can't see, here we go. And I beheld a vision, 1415, and I beheld a vision and lo, There was a second house, greater than the former, and the entire portal stood open before me, and it was built of flames of fire, and in every respect it so excelled in splendor and magnificence and extent that I cannot describe to you its splendor and its extent. And its floor was of fire, and above it were lightnings in the path of the stars, and its ceilings was also flaming fire. And I looked and saw therein a lofty throne, its appearance was as crystal, and the wheels thereof as the shining sun. So the sun is in its kingdom. It's in Leo, the dead of summer. The sun is the ruling planet of Leo. So that's its home. Also before, remember we were trying to figure out if it was Aquarius or Pisces? Now we know they were talking about Aquarius, not Pisces because Leo and Aquarius are opposing signs. The two most important signs when you're referring to a sign and when you're decoding books like this are its neighboring sign and its cross sign. It will always follow that pattern. It will be one or the other. It will never go from like, Aquarius to Gemini that doesn't make any sense and it just so happens that Leo is across from Aquarius so 17.2 and they brought me to the place of darkness and to a mountain of point whose summit reached the heaven they're talking about darkness which is correlated to winter so it's one of the winter months and I saw the place of the luminaries and the treasuries of the stars and of the thunder and in the uttermost depth where were a fiery bow and arrow and their quiver So the man with the arrow in his quiver is Sagittarius, okay, which is a winter month. So that's how you know they were talking about Sagittarius. So it's moving along in the Zodiac in its progression. So what's next? 17.4. And they took me to the living water and to the fire of the West. So we were just in Sagittarius, okay? And they took me to the living waters and to the fire of the West. So you continue to walk along the Zodiac wheel. Aquarius and Pisces are on the left side of the Zodiac, therefore the west. The sun is now back to the water sign. 18.2. And I saw the cornerstone of the earth. I saw the four winds which bear the earth and the firmament of heaven. The four winds are the cross that the entire Zodiac has. So what you do is you take the solstices and the equinox and you connect them on a Zodiac wheel and it makes a perfect cross. That's the cross of God's sun. That's the cross that Jesus dies on, lives and dies on. Connecting the equinoxes and the cross it forms a perfect cross. And I saw how the winds stretch out of the vaults of heaven. I saw the winds of heaven, which turn and bring circumference of the sun and all the stars to their setting. 1813. I saw their seven stars like great burning mountains. And to me, when I inquired regarding them, Nish, do you know what the seven stars are?
1: Pleiades.
2: Yep, they're called the Seven Sisters, but they're yes. whenever they mention the Seven Stars, they're talking about the Pleiades. Yeah. It's important to know that at the time the Book of Enoch was written, which was I think about 200 AD. Uh, it's important to know that uh, at the we know now that there's 88 constellations, including the 12 zodiac. Okay, the 12 zodiac are included in the 88 constellations that make up our Milky Way. However, or our general area where we are, however. At the time that this was written, only 48 constellations were known. So there's going to be some constellations that just aren't in here that you think that they would be. But I just wanted to let you guys know that that's why.
0: I think the Pleiades was in the Old Testament. It was. In the Book of Job.
2: In the Book of Job 38-32, it says, Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: So these
2: are two obvious metaphors. And you guys remember last time I did the book of Job, I went through God's response to him.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. The star of the seven sisters. It's always how I've thought of it. Yes.
0: And Suzanne brought up that she thinks it's the seven hills of Rome, too.
2: Well, that's why they were seven hills of Rome, built. Yeah. These are ruled from something called Capitoline Hill. And one of the hills was the... Um, was the hills of uh, where they had all the money, okay? Where they basically did all the money transactions. He had to walk through it every day in order to get to Capitoline Hill where the Senate would meet. And now the Senate meets in America on Capitol Hill. Okay, Okay. so it was the seven hills, absolutely. But every time you hear seven, I like to think that it's uh, the Pleiades, usually.
1: Yeah, that's where my head goes. 46.1.
2: And there I saw one who had a head of days and his head was white like wool. So follow me. Wool is sheep. Sheep is uh, Aries. Okay. And with him was another being whose countenance had the appearance of a man. 46.3. This is the son of man who hath righteousness. I mentioned the son of man, the sign of the man is Aquarius. Okay. So the son of man, sign of man, when the son is in Aquarius is known as the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, he's known as the fisherman of men. When the sun is in Aries, he's known as the Lamb of God. When the sun is in Leo, he's known as the Lion of Judah. When the sun is in Virgo, he's known as, he was born of a virgin and he's known as the bread of life. When the sun is in Libra, he's known as the just one, as in justice, right? Yes. So the son of man is Aquarius. So you have Aquarius and Aries,
0: What's wait go back? What's mm-hmm. the relevance of the two together, Aries and Aquarius?
2: It's it, not relevance. It's just encoded information about got the it. stuff. Okay. Okay, because you have to understand is that when you're reading a sentence that you're supposed to be taking literally, like they expect you to take with this. Okay, if you've encoded something under it, one of the two is not going to read well. Like when you read the Bible, sometimes literally, it doesn't always make sense, unless you understand the stars and you can decode it the way that I've done it. However, um, usually either the the main the main narrative suffers, or there's no correlation to it. It's just part of a story. So the fact that they used Aries and Aquarius were just examples here. Got it. 48.1. And in the place I saw the fountain of righteousness. Well, we know that the fountain is Aquarius because I mentioned that before. And all the thirsty drank of them and were filled with wisdom. And at that hour, the son of man was named. That's another reference to Aquarius. You see how this is starting to work just like the Bible, the book of Enoch? Yep. Yes. 49.1. For wisdom is poured out like water. That's Aquarius. and he shall judge the secret things. Libra, the scales of justice. Remember judging, judgment, all that stuff? Yes. That's Libra. And in those days, the mountains, shall the mountains leap like rams. Well, that's that's Aries. And the hills shall also skip like lambs. That's also Aries. Satisfied with milk. The Milky Way galaxy. And the center of the Milky Way galaxy is in Sagittarius. So I don't know if I mentioned this before, but in Cancer, there's a group of stars called the Beehive Cluster. Okay. So that's where you get the honey from. Whenever they mention honey in the Bible, they're talking about the beehive cluster, which they knew about back then. When they're talking about milk or butter or milk-based things, that's coming from the Milky Way galaxy, which is in Sagittarius. So your land from Cancer to Sagittarius is your proverbial land of milk and honey. It's all celestial. It's not a literal place of literal milk and honey. Yeah. That they may break forth as lions from their lairs, that's Leo, and as hungry wolves among their flocks, that's the constellation lupus, which means uh, wolf in Latin. But the city of my righteousness shall be a hindrance to their horses. Well, the horse is Sagittarius, the man on the horse, right? Yes. Yes. In those days, mine eyes saw the secrets of the lightnings and of the lights and the judgments they execute. The secrets of the lightnings and of the lights and the judgments they execute. It's a metaphor talking about Libra, the judge. This was 59.1, by the way. 60.7. And on that day were two monsters parted, a female monster named Leviathan. Do you remember in the book of Job where God says, can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook?
1: I don't know that I recall that, but now it's you're the, bringing it back. So it's,
2: Yeah, it's the, last, it's the last sentence of God's challenge to Job, or God's response to Job. It's important to know, too, the book of Job is actually the oldest book of the Bible. It predates Genesis. Um, it was only put in place during the Council of Jamnia in 100 AD. That's, that's a conversation for a different time, though. But basically, Leviathan is the fish god, if you've ever known your ancient history to dwell in the abyss of the ocean over the fountains of water. Talking about Pisces, the two fish, the two water monsters, two monsters parted, a female monster named Levethian, Levethian the fish god. So they're two water monsters. So they're two fish, Pisces, and Aquarius, the fountains of water. Make sense?
1: Yes.
0: What, what's the other monster? It's not named. Okay. Okay. Not named. They 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 just have this
2: one named. But as you can see, it says on that day where two monsters parted.
0: Right. It's probably Cthulhu. You'd like that. <laughs> I would like that.
1: <laughs> well, it did make me think of Dagon and all that stuff. It did, that's exactly Dagon what
0: I was thinking. Is the
2: fish god. The the, the yes. The, yeah. The pope on there. The pope on his head has something called a mitre. Yep. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: Which, yeah. Which tra- which goes back to Mithra. Miter yes. goes back to Mithra, which is a fish god, but. Mm-hmm. Dagon, it, the, the Pope's hat, if you put it down and you turn it sideways, it looks like a fish head. Because yeah. Dagon, the ancient fish god, they used to wear the fish and the scales.
1: Yeah, it's juicy. Another thing I wanted to ask earlier, we are talking about Job, is uh, Job's tears, like the whole idea behind that. Listening. Well, I'm asking you.
0: Yeah, you're the but- expert.
1: So what's the whole idea behind Job's tears? And I remember, well, I don't want to get into what I remember, but I was just curious if that rings any bells for you. Micah? Oh, you and-
2: got to understand is that what I'm reading to you is not the entire book. Not everything is encoded with astrotheology. Okay. Some right. of it, is, some of it is like filler for a story because you still need a story there. Like even here in this, I on the two monsters parted to dwell in the... Okay, so the sentence is pretty, pretty filled. But here we go. They have learned all the secrets of the Satans and of all the violence of the Satans, okay? That is not astrotheology, okay? So it's just, some of it is just story. So when they're talking about his tears, it could mean something, but I'm not really sure. Okay. But it's important to know here, <laughs> Satan in Hebrew... Means adversary, okay. That's its original meaning. Hashatan in Hebrew. So two UFC fighters, two basketball teams. Those are satans to one another. That's all Satan means. Satan is a is a, a devil with a red pitchfork. In fact, the earliest depictions of the devil were actually in blue, not red. The earliest drawings of Satan, when they started drawing him, red came later. So I don't know well, and
1: blue it. shuffled over from the Indian gods as well. So a mm-hmm. lot of Indian deities are blue. There's that whole sect of them.
2: Correct. Sixty-nine twenty, And through that oath, the sun and the moon complete their course and deviate not from their ordinance from eternity to eternity. And through the oath, the stars complete their course. And he calls them by their names and they answer him from eternity to eternity. And in the matter of the spirits of the water and of the winds and of all the zephyrs and of their past for all the quarters of the winds. Okay, so when they are talk about the quarters of the winds, they're talking about a quarter of the zodiac. They're talking about when you split the zodiac by the solstices and the equinox, that's a quarter for each season.
1: Yes, okay. the gates so- of the avatar. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly.
0: Also the cardinal directions too.
1: Yes. Well, the well, avatar cardinal- is the fixed signs.
2: Yes, yes. Um, Revelation four seven talks about him having talks about this monster having a head of a lion. Um, Leo. Exactly, a head a of
0: an ch- ox, chimera.
2: Yeah, it has a head of a lion, a head of an ox, which is Taurus, yeah. a head of a man, which is Aquarius, mm-hmm. and the head of an eagle. Okay. Scorpio. Exactly. Now to explain that for people who don't know, the the scorpion is the belly crawling creature on earth. It's the lowest form of life on earth. Okay. Much like God cursed the snake to crawl on his belly after the betrayal in the garden of Eden. However, in astrology, the Scorpio evolves and becomes the Eagle, which is the highest flying creature on earth. Okay. So it really evolves. Okay. So when you take the lion, the bull, the man and Scorpio, the scorpion or the eagle i should say what you do is those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac that you just mentioned okay so basically what it does is it forms a perfect cross through it forms a perfect x through the cross yes. that the solstices in the equinox make so we're at the book of the course of the heavenly luminaries and I saw six portals in which the sun rises and six portals in which the sun sets. The sun sits in each sign for two hours a day, making 12 signs times two equals our 24-hour day. Seventy-two-fourteen. on that day, the day becomes longer than the night, and the day becomes double the night, and the day becomes 12 parts, and the night is shortened and becomes six parts. They're talking about the summer solstice, June 21st, the, the longest day of the year. 72-20, on that day, the day is equalized with the night and becomes of equal length. They're talking about the equinoxes. 72-26, and on that day, the night becomes longer and amounts to double of the day. That's the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, December 21st, the day that the sun dies. 82-19, and the, sheep pair be, and the sheep pair and become pregnant and all the fruits of the earth are gathered in and everything that is in the fields and the wine press, these things take place in the days of his dominion. The sheep represents Aries and its cross sign, very important, is Libra, which is the wine season. That's why they mentioned the wine press. 87.4. And one said unto me, remain here till thou seest everything that befalls those elephants and camels and asses and the stars and the oxen and all of them. The elephant nebula is in Cephas. Camelopardalis borders Cephas, and it's in Gemini. Acellus borealis, or the northern donkey. Boots is the ox constellation. Or it could also be Taurus, but it, it, Boots is known as the ox. 8912. But that bull, Taurus, which was born from him, begat a, wild black, a black wild boar, the Andromeda constellation, or boar, and a white sheep, Ares. You see how they they mentioned three areas right there in the stars in like yeah. one sentence. Ninety point thirty one, and thereafter those three who were clothed in white and had seized me by my hand, who had taken me up before, and the hand of the ram Aries, also seizing hold of me, they took me up and set me down in the midst of those sheep Aries before the judgment took place Libra. Those are opposing signs. I mentioned before, it's always going to be talking about opposing signs or neighboring signs. 96.05.06. Woe to you who devour the finest of the wheat. That's Virgo, the lady with the wheat stalk. And drink wine in large bowls. That's Libra. Those are neighboring signs. Woe to you who drink water from every fountain. That's Aquarius. So you just continue going along the zodiac. First it starts in Virgo, then Libra. Then you go past Scorpio, past Sagittarius, past Capricorn, and then you hit Aquarius. So it's just following a pattern. Then we have the appendix, 108.15, the last words, and the sinner shall cry aloud and see them resplendent as they indeed will go where the days and season are prescribed for them. Again, they're just talking about the Zodiac and the constellations. Oh, that's it. Okay.
0: So that's the book of Enoch, guys.
1: (laughs) well that was a hot three minutes
0: it was third it was 30
1: minutes <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just i'm just kidding it was falling on that was good i very much enjoyed that
0: so
2: when you- does, it, does it make sense in the same way that my first presentation with how this is broken down makes sense do you see how all these books are all encoded the same way
0: yeah oh yeah, yeah. absolutely
1: yeah it definitely is uh It's really great dot connecting. And one of the things I think when you start to bring this information to people is when you, it's like everything, when you see it, it becomes obvious. Like it, you know, it's, it's its
2: almost too simple, right?
1: Yes. Yep. But until you're there, until you understand the symbols and how they correspond to uh, the context of the celestial uh, black mirror above us, it, it can be mysterious until Absolutely. you understand these things. And it's kept
2: that way. Jesus says, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, or he might've switched that. Um, yes. That, that's what it means. Like f- some of you will get it. Some of you won't.
1: So I've got a question. In the end, how is all of this now relevant to where we are? It's not. It just
2: proves time. it just proves that there's nothing... Um, Look, I believe in God, okay? I believe I believe in a creator. I don't know if I'm separate from the creator. I tend to fall somewhere in between God is infinite, so I'm a part of it, and um, what Einstein said where uh, he said that he believes in the God of Spinoza. And the God of Spino- Spinoza would say, don't meet in a temple, don't put nice clothes on and, d- and pray to me for adoration amongst other people. Go out and enjoy the river, the mountains, everything that I've created. So I kind of fall between both of those. But this, to me, just proves that the Bible is not to be taken literally, that's for sure. Um, I mean, guys, I can come back. I could do the book of Raziel. I could do the book of Revelation. I could do uh, the Enuma Elish, which is the Babylonian creation story, okay, which has nothing to do with the Bible, but it's completely astrotheological as well.
0: Hey, we got another hour. You could do one of them now if you want.
2: Let's see. Hold on.
0: Suzanne had a question which I'm trying to understand.
2: Let's do this. Let's do the book of Revelation. Okay. I don't know how long this is gonna be, but Ooh, I don't know if I'm I very have excited to know. about I was excited
1: about the book of Enoch, but I'm very excited about Revelation.
0: I have I have questions first before we move on. All right, so Suzanne see. wanted to can know you guys,
1: Can you guys see this? I see nothing.
2: Alright, hold on, hold on. I gotta fix this shit. Hold
1: on. Thou must share screen. Thou must share screen. <laughs>
0: So the question was if you look at the position of the constellations from earth mm-hmm.
2: Is this if, a literal is this a general
0: is, she wants to, she's she's suggesting that there's a code and she she went on to say it's possibly morse code which is there Morse code in the celestial events? There you go.
2: Well, it's interesting because in my second book, The Sacred Stones, mm-hmm. um, the pyramids are free energy transmitting devices, which transmit Morse code. Because that would be the legitimate if you can manipulate light, that's how you would do it. You would do it with the code.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, so but that that's that's in my book. You know, it's I don't know if it's I, I couldn't tell you if Morse code is actually in the bible i don't think it is because it was only really invented about 150 200 years ago right
0: right 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 and then let's see uh are you influenced at all by how influenced are you by Rudolf steiner
2: oh, i've never heard of him okay. actually i've heard of him but uh you don't I've know his work this stuff now.
0: all right all right let me put this back on for you all right book of revelation go for okay, it i'm
2: gonna go pee real quick go pee okay i just I'm not bringing the computer with
0: me this time
1: though no. no, that's okay Jar, no. <laughs> can listen to my so, kitty Jer, how packed up are you what's the plan for florida oh, so it's a month away how
0: I, I brought a load of stuff down a couple of weeks ago like books and knickknacks and i haven't really packed anything else since then
1: Dude, you are going to wait for the last minute, aren't oh,
0: you? I'm horrible with that. I got so much shit to go. like my garage is full of stuff that I moved from my last place 10 years ago that I've, I haven't even opened those boxes since I, my basement is full of shit from my parents house that they sent me that I oh haven't ever gone through. I just have so much stuff to go through and it's it's uh one of my one of my personal problems is when When I have, like, daunting tasks, I just kind of lock up and don't do them.
1: That's actually rather common.
0: I'm sure it is. So it's always like, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it over the weekend. (laughs) And then the weekend comes like, I'm too tired to do this.
1: Yeah. Well, this is a big job, though. You have that whole house full of shit.
0: Right. And I'm not bringing 80% of it because. I know, uh,
1: you still have to deal with it. You can't leave the landlord to deal with it.
0: No, no, no. I'm going to. I'm going to clean the house out. I mean, that's not the problem. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got the stuff picked out that I'm moving. Like I'm bringing my bedroom set and a chair. And I'm going to ditch my desk. I'm I'll probably bring. I don't know. I'm going to buy a new desk. I hate this desk. So bring hooks.
2: If you're going to kill some alligators, bring what? <laughs> so bring some hooks if you're going to get some
0: alligators. Hooks. Oh, I got a, I got an alligator killer right here.
1: Is it? What? Your cat? (laughs) No. No. Check this out.
0: This is my alligator killer. Jesus.
1: Oh, my God. What What? in the hell? (laughs)
0: It's a zombie killer machete.
1: I know. That's awesome. That thing is badass. It's fucking sharp, too. It looks scary. When did you get that?
0: Long time ago. Dude. I was prepping for the zombie apocalypse, you know.
1: Jerry's not fucking around. No way. (laughs) Got my guns. That'll give someone the Ajita for sure. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Revelation. I'm so excited about this. Are you? Yeah, I love this book.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to show you it in a different light.
1: We'll see. I'm pretty, this book is one of my favorites because it's so juicy.
2: Okay. Oh, I have to move this again. Hold on. Our little screen is not big enough. Oh, that's even better. I turned around to see a voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven gold lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest The hair on his head was white like wool and white like snow. His eyes were like a blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like that, was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. So... Did you pick up on a few?
1: <laughs> yes, of course. It's so encoded. I mean, we have we could just go right off on the seven stars again, right?
2: Yep. Among the lampstands was someone like the son of man. This reference is Aquarius, the sign yes. of the man, the son of man, with a golden sash around his chest, the son in Aquarius. It's a metaphor. These are all metaphors, and it's beautiful poetry is what it is. It is. Okay, hair on his head was white like wool, which comes from a sheep or a ram, referencing Aries. His eyes were like a blazing fire. Now it's talking about the blazing sun in Aries. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. This is referencing Aquarius again. In his right hand, he held seven stars. This is literally speaking about the Pleiades. Oh, we went over this already the first living creature was like a lion the second was like an ox the third had a face like a man the fourth was like a flying eagle so I'm not gonna go over that again okay
0: so yeah. wait what was it what was that thing that had that was that an angel
2: what do you, what, I'm not I'm confused you the the me, beast
0: too. the thing that had three heads the the
1: living...
2: spoke before it didn't have three heads there was different Seven. animals
1: what
2: oh wait i'm confused <laughs> wait. okay my, my question Hello. is
0: this this living creature <laughs> where did it come from and what is it
2: i have no idea what it is it's supposedly people think it's a real animal but it's not it's a okay.
0: and it's not it doesn't represent an angel right i thought enoch did enoch see some kind of weird ass thing that he thought that's yes, not a that
2: chair
1: bum what i'm trying to what i'm putting
2: eyes. out there what i'm putting out there is the books are encoded astrology. Anything outside of the astrology is a story.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Everything outside of astrology is a story. Revelation 5:5 Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll's and its seven seals. The lion of Jida, Jesus Christ is the son of God. Also, the line of Judah or Leo. The sun rules the planet Leo and is able to open the scrolls and the seven seals again, referencing the Pleiades. The Pleiades are in Taurus, by the way. Revelation 6.1. I watched as the lamb opened the first of the seven seals. Then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. The lamb of God, the sun has opened the first seal while in Aries. And I have to mention that it has to be in Aries because the Zodiac year starts in Aries. The year begins in Aries. You know how we have September, October, November, December, Sept, Oct, Nov, Des, or Dec? Okay?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, seven, yeah.
2: Eight, which means seven, eight, nine, 10, even right. though they, they don't line up with the calendar. Well, they, they, do, they do through the Zodiac.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They do if you start the year in Aries. That's why it's celebrated on, uh, on March 21st. That's right. a big deal.
0: Yeah, right. The original Roman calendar was started, the first month was March exactly no i think the gregorian calendar changed it or was it the Julie, julian calendar changed it
2: I th- was in it april
0: no it was march 1st um uh, it correlate. i don't know if it was march 1st but it was march january and february were added by it was either julius caesar or the gregorians i don't remember which
2: mm-hmm okay
0: but that's why like september october november are 789
2: Right, and it works the same way with the Zodiac. Now, yep. that's why the sun opens the first seal while in Aries. It's the first sign.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, there's the
1: whole lunar calendar, which is based, and of course, Jewish people still follow this. Jewish people Jewish? follow the lunar calendar. Yeah. yeah. That's, why a,
2: that's why you have a moon day. during. Yeah, moon.
1: and we've got a solid 28 days. The lunar calendar always made more sense. It still makes more sense. Well,
2: you know, the lunar calendar, so the the, the moon the moon governs the tides of the water the moon is feminine energy okay it's magnetic okay the sun is electric that's masculine the moon is feminine the moon has a 28 day cycle 13 in a month yes and it just so happens that so do women yes you know and 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 the moon governs the tides of the ocean we're 70 percent water it guides the tide of us too Okay. There's
1: a, there's a lot here with all that.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Revelation 6, 2. And I looked and there before me was a white horse. It's rider held a bow. Well, we know that's Sagittarius, right? Before the lamb stood Sagittarius, the white horse, it's rider with the bow and the arrow. Okay. Sagittarius is where the sun dies. This is the first of the four horsemen. I mentioned in, in, earlier that the four horsemen represent Jesus dying four times, right? Four Gospels, four deaths, four Sagittarius, four horsemen, right? The four horsemen show the- Four,
1: and the gates of the Avatar. It's, uh, I mean, four is a big number, especially when we're looking at it symbolically like this
2: revelation 6 6 then i heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine i mean you guys get it right yeah it's it's so clear two pounds of wheat and six pounds of barley okay oh it doesn't look like i translated this one but i'll do it in real time Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages. That's Virgo, the wheat stock, mm-hmm. okay? And do not damage the oil and the wine. Well, I just told you that olives and wine is uh, Libra. Mm-hmm. Those are neighboring signs, which is why they metaphorically wrote this this way. Revelation six twelve. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like a sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The sun turned black like a sackcloth made of goat hair, the moon turned blood red, figs dropped from a fig tree. Goat is Capricorn and it's black because Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which is known as the black planet. The Jews wear a black cube on their forehead, the Muslims worship around the Kaaba, which is a black cube, it's Saturn worship. The moon turned blood red directly across of Capricorn's cross sign is Cancer, whose ruling planet is the moon. First time figs are good to eat in June are Cancer. The second time they are good to eat is August and October, basically Libra. Revelation 7, 4, then I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Nish, have you heard this passage?
1: The one that you just read?
2: 144.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: Now, you know that there's some sects in Christianity that literally believe that 144,000 people is all that gets to heaven.
1: Yes, there's, there's a lot of woo around that. Mm-hmm. So what do you say about that?
2: There are seven chakras. The root has four petals. The sacral has six. The solar plexus has twelve. Has ten. The heart has twelve, and the throat has sixteen, which equals forty-eight. The third eye chakra is represented by ninety-six, and only has two petals because it's two times as powerful as the lower chakras. So forty-eight times two equals ninety-six. The crown chakra is a thousand times more powerful than the lower six chakras. When you add lower six, you get ninety-six plus forty-eight, one forty-four. You multiply that by the crown, and that's one thousand and you get 144,000. That's why when you've activated all your chakras, you're committed to God. You end up getting to see God. You go to heaven. Okay. It's important to know that Christ is Christos in Greek, which means oil. Okay. So does that make sense?
1: It sure does.
2: And there's people that literally believe no matter what you do in life, (coughs) Only 144,000 people are going to go to heaven.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of woo around that, as I said. there I mean, there are a lot of, there is a lot of woo around it and all kinds of different uh,
0: interpretations.
1: Yeah, that don't even meet have a bridge, <laughs> you know, like, right. so, but it's a big deal. And it's certainly something I think most people listening here will be familiar with Uh, the nuance involved with the 144.
2: Right. Revelation 9.3, and out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given power like that of scorpions on earth. The locusts came down on earth and were given power like scorpions, given power like Scorpio. Now, who was Scorpio again? Scorpio was the betrayer, okay? So the locusts came down and were given the power of the betrayer, okay?
1: But that betrayer, as we know from our earlier Chit chat on this. Scorpio goes through that transmutation from a scorpion to an eagle, so it it eventually gets to the higher ground. It again, it gets to a transcendent state.
2: You know what? Once once it becomes the eagle, do you know what it becomes after that?
1: Laid on us,
2: the phoenix. And what yes. is the story of the phoenix? The story of the phoenix is basically, um,
1: well,
2: a flaming the fire. Phoenix-
1: just so like, it rises from the fire.
2: Yes, just like the, it's a flaming fire, just like Jesus, like the sun.
1: You're roboting on my end.
0: You were roboting too. Are we good now? Yeah. And the Phoenix tears can heal Harry Potter. Good?
1: Jerry, I'm roboting? You were. Okay, so wait, Micah, go back and give us the Phoenix again, because that roboted out and I want okay. people listening back. So here. the
2: Eagle evolves into the Phoenix. Okay, so it's Scorpio, Eagle, Phoenix. And the Phoenix is the creature that's on fire, okay, that dies and rises from his ashes, just like Jesus does, just like the sun does every year.
1: There's also an association with the Phoenix uh, to the three higher angelic orders, so the Cherubim and the uh, Seraphim and those up by the altar of God
2: right well i'm not I'm not too familiar with that to be honest. I'll have to look into that. that's That's interesting. Revelation nine seven The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. on their heads. they wore something like crowns of gold, and their faces resembled human faces. Their hair was like woman's hair, and their teeth were like lions' teeth. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. Again, do you see all of them before I even go through this? Yeah, <laughs> okay. The locusts look like sagittarius they wore a crown of gold or the sun in sagittarius sagittarius is the man on the horse or the bow and arrow their faces resemble human faces which is aquarius okay their teeth were like the teeth of lions or a leo they had stingers like scorpios scorpions revelation 12 now you remember this one uh the the woman the woman with the uh red dragon do you remember oh, that yeah
1: yeah who oh, we're all coming to see her
2: yeah I'm
1: going a
2: a from, from to <laughs> break this down for you. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. A sign appeared, the sun in Virgo with the moon under her feet. If the sun is in a sign, the moon is directly under it. So basically, if we read this like this, okay, let's do it like this. Um, the sun spends two hours a day in each sign, 12 hour, twelve signs, 24 hour clock, okay? If the sun is in Virgo, that's roughly from 4 to 6 p.m. The sun is still out. If the sun is still out, then the moon will be at her feet, right? Yes. Okay. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. And another sign appeared. An enormous red dragon appeared. That's the constellation Draco, whose tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, or one-third of the stars out of the sky. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. Does that make sense?
1: It sure does.
2: Revelation 13, 2, the beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and mouth like that of a lion. There's a constellation called Camelopardalis. It can reference a camel, camelos, and a leopard, Pardalis. The giraffe was called the camel leopard. So the best resembled Camelopardalis, but he had the feet of a bear. That's Ursa Major and Ursa Minor represents the great bear and her cubs. Revelation 13, 1-1. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. The second beast coming out of the earth had a head like Aries, but it spoke like drag Draco is in Aries. Go figure. In astrology, I haven't gone this over yet, but if you wrap the human body around the zodiac, it always starts with the head in Aries and the feet end up in Pisces. The ruling planet of Aries is the Mars, which is the god of war. That's where you get hot headed from. And um The feet are in Pisces, which is the water, which is still winter. It's not spring. So that's where you get the phrase cold feet from. So that's where hot-headed and cold feet come from.
1: Very interesting on that.
2: Revelation 18, 13. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh and frankincense, of wine and oil, of fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and carriages, and humans being sold as slaves. Wine and olive oil are September or Libra. Flour and wheat is Virgo with the wheat stalk. Cattle and sheep are Taurus and Aries. Horses are Sagittarius and human beings are the sign of Aquarius. That's the book of Revelation.
1: Well, I very much enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, it's cool. So have you done all the books of the Bible?
2: Um. I'm working on it. It's a very long book.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: I, I come across a passage that I notice something in, I'll write it down, maybe put it in a presentation.
1: So have you done any of the other apocryphal books besides Enoch?
2: I've done the book of Raziel. I've done the book of Thomas. I've done...
1: Oh, I love the Thomas one. What about the Magdalene stuff?
2: I, I, I still have to look into those. I have all of those. And it's all going to be the same thing you know at this point yeah
1: yes We're, right you've given us the code that basically the the template
2: <laughs> so this it's kind of like plug and play it is i'm telling you the, the bible and all the apocryphal texts are basically a farmer's almanac
1: That's so what- you're so basically is your theory that this was all to preserve the astro the ast- astrological information. What's the whole point of all this? Like of uh, the Bible. So when you look at it from your view. Control mechanism. You know, you
2: write in God, you pillage the land. And uh, you basically convert people to believe after 325 AD, convert people to believe in literal Christianity. Okay. Because before then they were known as Helionostics, which in yes. Greek Helios is the sun and Gnosis is knowers. they were sun worshipers. Um, everybody knew this okay but as time passed and more time passed people started taking the bible more literally which the ancients would probably roll over in their grave (laughs) The elites did this the elites created this in order to it's a control mechanism okay and um the hidden information is basically this information that i told you it's all the stars and all the all the systems i mean some some passages are just so full of it it's so hard to imagine reading it in a different
1: way but what so
0: so so they they encoded all this information to preserve the knowledge in the control mechanism so yes. they kind of snuck it in you're saying they yes. snuck it yeah okay um besides the knowledge being there is is there a message in the encoding
2: it's just encoded information. it doesn't it doesn't lead towards a sub story okay.
1: But see this is where I mean it's like you know the, I mean that's like so all this information's encoded. it's all juicy. It's all about the uh, astrology above our heads and how and, uh, and it ties into the control grid but then nothing. It's like basically working me up and then I can't come. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the point?
2: Have you ever written something before?
1: I have. I'm a writer.
2: <laughs> have you ever Have you ever encoded something in the way this is encoded? Because I have.
1: I I have I've got a whole backlog of music videos that are deeply encoded. I love music videos are in in that easier because they're
2: they're visual. They're, they're, right. I've used
1: visuals and I've used uh, in my audio tracks. So, in my audio tracks, some of them actually have Morris code and different set frequencies. And right, backwards. But, uh, but the Bible
2: was written, though. Have you ever written anything?
1: I have. I have three books I've okay. written.
2: Okay. No, but <laughs> have I you? I took ever... a
1: lot of writing classes in college. Well,
2: I understand. I just meant, have you ever encoded something the way the Bible is?
1: Because yes. my, my
2: point is, is, it's very hard to tell a story. With a semi-functioning uh, linear way of writing, so that it sounds like a story, and then having a completely different sub-story, one of those two is going to have to bend a little bit. You can't have a perfectly encoded book within uh, a, a straight read.
0: Which is right. why the Bible doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes.
2: There you go, because the the literal the literal right. translations kind of uh, they gave way.
1: But we have we have actual styles of writing called creative writing and different st- styles that braided um, poetry and stuff like this, where we can get complex ideas woven into a seemingly normal storyline, right? Like this is part, this is stuff I learned in college. And so, um, and I like, I like mystery and I like presenting mystery. And um, so this is all stuff that's familiar to me. It's stuff that Uh, inspires my art forms and Mm -hmm. so but it just seems so it it just seems like a lot of effort that doesn't lead anywhere in the end with the what with what you're postulating Mm -hmm.
0: it doesn't have to lead anywhere if it was just preserving the knowledge of pre-christianity And I'm sure there were people who knew it was there who passed it on to their descendants.
1: But it seems like, and so I, I, please don't take this as critical because I really love what you're doing. It seems like um, there should be, it seems to me like all this effort to preserve information, the information is obviously important enough to do that. uh, And, at the base of the mysteries is still a mystery. I mean, that's one of the things that I get from just reading Rumi. I mean, I could go back and and Sappho and all this. It seems like there's got to be more than just the preservation. There's a mystery to unfold. And I think that there's more to it than just decoding. Does that make sense?
2: I think that's well-wishing to be honest with you.
1: But, I re- I respect that. I totally do. <laughs> <laughs> My poor voice is about to give out, totally. we right. uh, got
2: about five minutes left, guys.
0: Cool. So I wanted to ask you if you were a flat earther or not. No. Are you a were round you earther?
1: You paused. I don't,
2: think, I don't think about it, to be honest. Okay. It's not really... I, I don't really i have a very specific niche and i kind of just stick to it okay i don't i I don't don't talk politics on podcasts i don't obviously i talk religion (laughs) but i don't talk politics
0: yeah no worries which we avoided politics too for the most part i'm I'm just curious because is
1: in the bible isn't it Hmm? isn't flat earth in the bible
0: it's referenced a few places yeah it's referenced and
2: just because it is doesn't make it right.
1: True. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not my point.
0: No, and and I'm not a flat <laughs> earther either. I'm, I'm just asking because the Zodiac kind of works well on a flat plane. What
1: I find
2: weird yeah, is no one... Like, I talk about religion in this way, and I don't get much pushback from the religious people or just people getting angry and reaching out to me. I don't get much of that at all. But... Nobody gets angrier with you than a flat earther who's trying to convert you.
0: <laughs> this oh. is true. Well, it's a, just another religion. Mm-hmm. As right. is politics. You want to talk
2: about something with no purpose? Okay? NASA? No purpose? What? Even if you could prove that the earth is flat, what does that accomplish? How's that going to change anything? It won't. It's just a waste of time to me.
0: It doesn't yeah. matter what the shape is. That's why I'm shape agnostic. <laughs>
1: I don't see shape. I I appreciate that, though. And I definitely, I would imagine a lot of uh, biblical scholars would find what you're doing very interesting, in fact. Mm-hmm. I'm not a biblical scholar, but I do find the Bible, the canon and the apoph- apophical stuff, I always fuck that word up, uh, so interesting and juicy. And I came to it late, and I just, I'm really enjoying it. And so I'm enjoying all these different um, avenues to expansion of what's going on with it. Like you're bringing forth.
2: Thank you.
0: Cool. Well, thanks. This has been great. And thanks so much for doing that extra book of revelations part.
2: Yeah, no problem. Let me just plug where. I'll
0: yeah. Understand. I was going to just ask you if you want to go ahead and plug all your it's stuff.
2: Fine. I'm on uh, Twitter at real Mr. Dank. I'm at uh facebook and instagram at micah dank my book series is into the rabbit hole uh the fifth book comes out in six days and uh yes and uh basically you know you can get it on amazon but if you don't want to go through bezos that's fine you can reach out to me (laughs) direct and i sign and sell direct too
0: is that on your website can you get those i don't have a website you have to reach out to me okay
1: But getting signed stuff is always so fun, I think. Yeah, so I agree. getting it directly from you would be cool.
0: Yeah, everyone go buy Micah's book and get it
1: signed. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to have you, Micah. And thank you for bringing more of this very juicy information yeah. to us and being open to uh, some of my putting the magnifying glass up to it.
2: No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't think everything's going to be a walk in the park.
0: <laughs> well, yeah we love okay. it it's great and thanks everyone and, go ahead
1: oh yeah and and thank you for dealing with all of our yeah retrograde sorry about that <laughs>
0: beginning.
2: Yeah, it's okay at least we figured it out yes yeah all right guys thanks for having...
0: yep thanks you and thanks th- thank you micah and thanks everyone for listening and thank you nish and we will see you next time
1: thank you everyone all right bye-bye